Why didn't the fly go near the computer? Because he was afraid he would get caught in the web. Hello and welcome to episode 197 of Under the Call of MS. This is just going to be a random mixed episode. I'm going to start off with a little update on hockey. <laughs> I know we all care about that. But we're in the finals, the semifinals. And you got the Islanders and the Lightning playing on one side. You got Vegas and the Montreal Canadiens playing on the other. Basically, we started out the semifinals on Sunday the 13th. The Islanders beat the Lightning 2-1. Nice back-and-forth game. I've been able to catch a few games on and off on replays, but otherwise it's usually audios. But I have been sitting there now that we're down to one game a day. Been trying to just wait till the next morning and watch the game from the night before since they replayed on ESPN the next day. Uh, on Monday the 14th, Vegas beat Canadians 4-1. to Pretty much blew out that game. The following night, the Lightnings beat the Islanders 4-2. And then on Wednesday night, the 16th, the Canadians beat Vegas 3-2. These series are just going back and forth. I have a feeling we're going to probably hit six to seven games out of each of them. It's best of four, best of seven each round. So on Thursday night, the Lightning beat the Islanders 2-1. to A lot of back and forth close, low-scoring games in this round. Uh, finally had an overtime game on Friday night where the Canadians beat Vegas 3-2 to in overtime. And then on Saturday night, the Islanders beat the Lightning 3-2. to And then Sunday night, we had Vegas came back. And beat the Canadians in overtime, two to one. This game was just insanely back and forth, just close. Just you had a feeling it was going to go into overtime. It's like, I believe it was zero zero almost into the third period. Uh, Lightning beat the Islanders eight to zero on Monday night. And this was last night's game, so I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch it after I'm done doing the podcast. Throw it up on the TV while I do some work. But, yeah, I'm curious what happened there because that is just a huge blowout for a series that has been pretty close within a couple points. It's just, But overall, we got the Lightning is 3-2 over the Islanders for the series right now. The Lightning uh, tonight's game will be... Uh, with Vegas and the Canadians. And then Wednesday night, we'll see the Lightning and Islanders play again, see if the Lightning can finish off that series or if the Islanders will tie it up and put it into Game 7, which I have a good feeling that will happen. I think it's all set up somehow (laughs) to make extra money on advertising. But it's not like it really matters because they should have, now that we're down to one game at night, there's no reason they can't be televising this stuff. But 
instead they it's on NBCSN, which if you have a a satellite network or cable network or something like that, you'll get NBCSN, but we just get NBCN antenna and sadly every night of the week they don't have new TV shows on, so there's no excuse not to play the hockey games. Instead, they're playing Olympic trials. <laughs> so you can watch skating trials instead of watching skating playoffs. And they've had nights of golf, some type of golf tournament going on. But uh, you can't tell me that the hockey playoffs, the final round of the playoffs, isn't more important than Olympic trials and stuff like that and golf tournaments. I mean, come on. We This is the reason we don't have enough people that like hockey. They can't see the shit. It's like, play the stuff on regular platforms and let us enjoy it. Let people see what they're missing. Uh, but this, it just makes no sense. And Stanley Cup, I will assume they'll actually show, but if this was the playoffs of baseball or basketball or football, they'd be on regular TV. There's no excuse. Uh, and then we have the Vegas, the Vegas Golden Knights against the Montreal Canadiens. Their series is tied up 2-2 with tonight's game. Going to break that tie, and we'll see where it goes. But, yeah. Here we are for now with the hockey playoffs. I know you don't care, but <laughs> going to keep it up to date. I know I'm not as excited about it as I was now that my Colorado Avs aren't in there anymore. But like I said, I'm still back in the nights. We'll see what happens. All right. Let's do... I think I'm going to throw a little, couple little jokes at the end of this, and then I'll end and go into another segment. Whereas I think we'll jump into some more E3 stuff and get you caught up on what I did find out from PlayStation. But are caterpillars good to eat? Asked a little boy at a dinner table. No, said his father. Why would you ask a question like that? Well, there was one in your salad, but it's gone now. There <laughs> we got an old fly joke we'll throw in here too. Waiter, there's a fly doing the breaststroke in my soup. You're mistaken, sir. That's the butterfly. <laughs> okay. We'll end this segment here, and we're going to get back to you with some more video game news. Uh, it's not necessarily E3. It's just some stuff I found more recent on PlayStation 4, so we'll see what they had to talk about. And then a lot of these games will be on other systems, too. But will get back to you with that in just a second. Okay, fans of the show, or non-fans, you can support the podcast by leaving five stars. And liking it or leaving five stars and not liking it and tell us why and we will let people know and we'll try and make it better for you you can also click on support on my 
anchor page and donate and support the podcast. Or if you'd like to actually get something for a donation, you can send a donation to PayPal at kevintheduckpool at gmail.com. And you can see that in many of the show notes, the address. Uh, For fans inside the U.S. only, a $15 donation will get you a Gemini comic box with five random comics in it. A $30 donation gets a priority mail padded flat rate envelope, 12 random comics in it. And a $100 donation gets you a priority mail medium flat rate box with 40 random comics in it. Comics will be in fair to very good condition. They may have been used on the podcast, may have been unread, may have been read. Just random comics out of my mixed boxes that I will be getting rid of to downsize. And for our international listeners, since shipping so rough and customs are a pain, I am going to offer two options to start. We'll see how it goes. But a $50 donation gets you a priority mail padded flat rate envelope with 12 random comics in it. And a $125 donation gets a priority mail medium flat rate box with 40 random comics in it. So there's a comic deal. If you want to donate, help out the show. This will get me a little something and get you a little something also. Thanks. Okay, let's get into a little bit. PS4, basically, is PlayStation. Uh, PS4, PS5, all that stuff. Basically looked into what reviews I could find on PlayStation networks and stuff and see what games they had coming out or games that they were talking about that were going to also be on their platform that's on other platforms. But we'll start out with Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Basically your standard Ratchet and Clank gameplay. Looks great. I give it I'd give it a five out of five. From the reviews, uh like the standard stuff with a little bit better graphics, as always. Metro Exodus. Basically your standard Metro gameplay. Doesn't look as dark as the other X Metro games. Nice. Uh looks like lots of fun. I give it a four out of five. You played Metro at all, it's like bullets are your money, and you want to conserve, conserve those bullets, and then you can buy things with them and stuff like that. But it's more of a Russian communist style environment warfare game. I've liked them all, uh, they're not. The older ones, the only downfall I had was the darkness of the gameplay. It just you have to hit that bright sector. It just kind of ruins the imaging of it when you brighten up the game to make it more visual. But at F1 2021, basically your Formula One racing game. Formula One fans will love this. Uh, it comes with a story. The storyline that kind of has controversy 
it looks like it has controversy on and off the racetrack. Uh, I give it a four out of five if you're into the game, into F1 racing. I give it a one out of five to if it was me because I've never played an F1 racing game that I've enjoyed. I've tried. <laughs> I'm not against F1 racing. I just I don't like that power where you have to slow way down for the main major curves and all that and then take off the city racing and all that stuff. I want more fast open more open space racing is more what I'm into and the dirt racing. Uh, F1 games always did look nice and I always try them, but I just can't get into them. It's just like the NASCAR racing games. It's like I don't really want to go around a NASCAR track 500 times. But if you're into those things, you may enjoy them. Uh, we have to check this one out. Hello. This is him. Okay, I'm back. That was my doctor verifying my 7.30 a.m. video appointment. Coming up with my new neurologist on Thursday. This should be interesting. We'll, we'll get the uh, some more information on that, see what happens with it. Kind of curious because I, I can't find any type of MS knowledge in her database. But we'll see if she'll work out for us for a neurologist to at least get us back on our damn medication, hopefully. So. All right, enough of that shit. We're talking video games here, damn it. All right, we, fin we finished off earlier with F1. Let's jump on to... Tales of Iron, a Rat King storyline. Basically, it, it's really cheesy looking, but you're like, it looks like there's this Rat King, and I think the Rat King's dying or something like that, or did die, and someone's trying to take over the kingdom and all that stuff. It's that type of meta medieval storyline with animal characters for gameplay style. I give it a one out of five because the graphics, if those are the gameplay graphics, are sad. I can't get into that slow, cheesy, paper cut artwork type thing. But hopefully it's not that. Hopefully it's some other type of gameplay. Uh, Hood, Outlaws and Legends. This was a medieval battle style game also. I gave it a two out of five. It didn't give you much of a preview. So I couldn't tell too much from it. Another old time story one, but this one actually looked interesting. This was a plague tale, Requiem. Basically, you got a sister searching for her brother in a plagued land. It's got a Tomb Raider style look, the newer version of Tomb Raider. So I'm kind of curious what the gameplay will be like, but it's mostly video footage that we're seeing right now, so I don't know if it was actual gameplay footage, much of it, but I give it a 4 out of 5. I definitely want to look into it and see what happens. Uh, Unstoppable. It's basically animated robotic replication style game where you have to tell between your friends and robots that look like your friends. <laughs> it's like you can have like 50 of one person standing there and they're all robots except for like one or something. I don't understand. The gameplay looked kind of goofy to me, so I gave it a one out of five because I wasn't sure on it. Uh, Hitman 3, The Liability. 
same shit, same game, different, different storyline, maybe. <laughs> All the Hitman games felt the same to me. I gave it a three out of five. Uh, Warframe Sisters of Parvo update. You get new weapons, new enemies. Uh, Tenacon is some type of con coming on July 17th. It's like a digital com or digital com, digital con. And so keep an eye, keep your eyes and ears out for it. See what they have to offer. I'll bring, uh, some, I'll, I'll do some reviews and stuff if I catch it. Uh, I, there's some type of dog days seasonal event that's going on there. I, they didn't talk enough about it, so I don't know what it was all about. It's just going to go crazy today. Hello, telemarketer. You're live on the air. Man, you're live on my podcast. What do you have to say? You call us. It's obviously important. <laughs> I love that. That works out so good because when I say it, they don't even talk anymore. They just hang out. Uh, yeah. Lost in Random. It's basically an animated world where your destiny is controlled by a roll of a dice. It's got a creepy Harry Potter look to it. And you and this walking, talking, I don't know if it's talks or not, but it's like a dice cube character that explores along with you while you're exploring these strange lands. It's got Tim Burton look to it, too, kind of like that uh, Nightmare Before Christmas look to it. It looks really weird and fun. I give it a five out of five. I want to know more. Sherlock Holmes, Chapter One. It's an open world action adventure game. It uh, was very interesting looking and smooth gameplay look to it, unlike most crime uh, style games with the old style look to them. It can be really slow, tons of words, tons of reading, and all that stuff. And this one looked like it's got its shit together better than ones in the past. It's a huge environment. Uh, you got that Western style look and times period type uh, Sherlock Holmesy detective style to it. Jack the Ripper period. Uh, you get to use disguises, weaponry, fighting, role play. People will act differently depending on what you do throughout the story, which I love when they do that. Uh, I give it a five out of five. I love Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. And we finally got a crime thriller style game that actually grabbed me and makes me want to play it. So I'm curious what happens, how this one plays. Uh, WRC 10, which is your World Rally Cross version 10's out. Propolis gameplay graphics uh, are spot on. It's beautiful looking. It and they show. The real world, and then they click over to the video game, and it looks just perfectly the same. Exactly the same. It looks like you're watching all video footage. You're not watching actual gameplay, but it is gameplay. I give this one a 5 out of 5. This is the kind of racing that I like. Give me the rally cross. I love different types of racing gameplay and stuff. It just yeah, This is more fun for me. 
Chris Tales, C-R-I-S. It's a fantasy animated gameplay. Interesting visuals, but very confusing trailer. So that's why I have to give it a two out of five. Well, I know more about it, but they didn't tell me, show me enough. Stellaris is basically another space exploration game. Uh, establishing your own worlds, uh, galactic diplomacy, wars. Looks kind of like Risk 3D version style in space. I don't know. I, I want to know more. I gave it a 4 out of 5 because it looked really good. But I got to know what the game plays like. World War World War One Verdon, Annenberg. Uh, basically more war games. I give it a 3 out of 5. I just I don't know why everybody's like, oh, we got to go back to World War One, World War Two, And I know a ton of people were begging for it because they were getting into too much futuristic war gameplay. But fuck that. Give me the futuristic fun stuff, the stuff you can make all kinds of weird guns, all that stuff. I don't want to go back to these old single bolt rifles. And Jesus Christ, might as well go back to the black powder rifles and shit like that. So we got to load every shot. and it's just, I don't know, that gameplay style is, it was fun in the early days of PlayStation, Medal of Honor, stuff came out, and then it just got way overdone, and then they finally got away from it, started going into the future games, and of course, everybody started bitching, so they went back to the old World War One era doing that again with all of them, which I don't know. I don't think you needed to. Alright, The Forgotten City. It's basically old Greece, Caesar's time, gameplay, first person maybe. Not sure. Time travel aspect to it, but three out of five. Need to know more. Death Trap Dungeon. It's basically a decision-based first person. Not much of a preview again. Give this one a one out of five. It's like if you're going to put a preview out there, show us at least at least 50-50 on gameplay visuals and video. The video visuals. If you have to show all that shit or just give us gameplay and give us at least a few minutes of it so we know what we're dealing with. Uh, research and destroy. Basically a turn-based action animated game. Play with your friends. Again, not a lot of info, so we're giving this one a 2 out of 5. I think it could be fun, but depends on what the gameplay fully looks like. Diablo 2 Resurrected. These games are always prime at their times. Uh, your demon action RPG is your would expect remastered. It also has eight player co-op in it. I gave it a four out of five. It looks great. I love what they've been doing with these remastering games, the updated Resident Evils and stuff. I've been having a lot of fun with them. I really want to get the first one. Hoping that they do a remake of Resident Evil 3 Director's Cut. That was one of my favorites. We'll see. Glitched. Glitched. I can't say it. <laughs> Considering I've been without teeth for a while now. 
it's actually getting worse and worse, I think, at least from what I'm feeling and hearing when I'm talking, but it's getting harder and harder to say certain words. And it's like, I still got three months yet before I get fucking deep. Hopefully it won't keep getting worse or hopefully it's just me thinking it's getting worse. Who knows? Hopefully you guys can hear everything all right and understand most of what I'm saying. Glitched is a vast, broken world. It's got an early Legend of Zelda look and feel to it. But you got to fix this broken world, I guess. Doesn't give you enough info, but I give it a 2 out of 5. This one I'd definitely like to play and check out because of the... Legend, early legend is all the look to it, but we'll see. I expect you to die. Number two, it's a PSVR disguise and go undercover type game and survive a world full of traps. I give it a two out of five. I never played the first one, so I don't know if it's worth playing or not. I have to check out the first one to see. Dead by Daylight. Resident Evil game. More fun back at the Raccoon City Police Department with the big guy in the black. Silent Bob outfit chasing after you. He basically is a big giant Silent Bob. <laughs> he doesn't talk. But yeah, it's I give that one a four out of five. Resident Evil, I'd buy it. <laughs> and you can do a Resident Evil game and it can be complete utter shit and I'd still buy it. Uh, Tales of Arise. It's a hack and slash fantasy storyline hench style game. This one two out of five. Not really big on those games. Wasn't really thrilled with the trailers either. The Medium. It's a mystery horror Silent Hill style dual sense support type game. Looked pretty good. I want to know more. Teasers are way too short. But I give it a 4 out of 5. Elix 2. E-L-E-X. You got swords, creatures, powers. Yeah, big Mass Effect feel to it. So I give it a 4 out of 5. I want to play it and see what's up with it. PSVR has over 500 games now. For the PS4 and PS5 VR systems. Some newer ones that are coming out is Vader Immortal. Hitman 3 has a PSVR adaption to it. Doom 3. Beat Saber. Minecraft. Song in the Smoke. Winds and Leafs. Fract. After the Fall. And Zenith were some that we've seen. All looked a little fun. All looked a little interesting. I don't have a PSVR set, so I got to play with one for about 15 minutes one day at a friend's house. And I got hooked and wanted to come home and buy my the new Oculus. But then I realized you also need a decent smartphone, which I still don't have. I got the flip phone and a landline still. My wife has a smartphone, but I don't want to take it away from her and have to use it all the time when I'm playing. But eventually we'll get our smartphones and I can update to some VR stuff. Uh, farm for your life. This is basically a farm bill style build, customize, grow, 
But you also got to be beware of zombies in this game. And cook food and share it with other farms and stuff. But I give it a two out of five until I see more or get to play it. Eldest Souls. Basically humans, deities, revolts, wars, death and destruction. Hero with a big sword, but it was a bad preview, so it gets a two out of five. Uh, Star Sand. Survive in a desert. Start from the basics, but watch what is lurking around you. Where the hell am I? <laughs> Type of game. Like uh, that one island game that I bought not long ago that I mentioned. Where you're basically dumped on a stranded island and you're surrounded by other islands. You might be able to reach far away, but you got giant octopuses. Occupy, octopi, or octopato, octopato. Um, sharks, and all kinds of things you got to deal with if you try and swim to other islands or if you go deep in the waters to try and collect things from sunken ships and stuff like that. Great fun game, but it just. This is a different version of it where you're stuck out in a vast desert and you find a little. Uh, water area, illusion area type thing. Go there and start building your shack and your survival areas. Find your foods and things. It looks fun. I give it a 5 out of 5. I want to play it. Uh, We got, as far as indie games, they had a little indie games review. We had a lake, which you basically deliver mail mail in Oregon and meet friends. That doesn't really say whether or not there's some deep, dark story line in there that you're going to have to deal with, but actually looked fun, <laughs> just graphic-wise, but looked like a mindless game you could play. Yokai Island, which is a pixel-running uh, you're it's a pixel style game you're running an in and it's got farming and stuff like that so it's a lot of these are basically your mindless style games um lot pot lot pot for or lot pot for one that's what it is i think cooking style game bird problems you play as a bird there's all kinds of different types of birds, from regular types of birds to penguins and stuff. Very weird and fun looking. They have a skatebird game also. I don't know if that's just like a side game on it or if it's a separate game where birds are skateboarding. Unpacking. Yes, it's a game where you're unpacking boxes, <laughs> like when you move. Uh, Moon Glow Bay. It's a fishing and community style game. Look kind of interesting. Then we had a movie preview preview for how it ends. It's basically a movie about the last days of Earth through the eyes of an interesting collaboration of characters, tons of people, including Polly Shore. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing Polly Shore there for a second, and I believe but, uh, they had a lot of different people in this movie, and it looked, looked interesting and fun. 
they had a badass trailer for the Elder Scrolls Online Gates Gates of Oblivion. Um, the trailer is of the shows, maybe of the videos, but I I don't know if it was all gameplay or not. But looked really good, and it was it was really cool looking. Game Pass Ultimate is like the thing with Xbox, and that is the big winner. I just do not see unless PlayStation comes up with something huge in the very very near future, they're just gonna lose out because with Game Pass Game Pass Ultimate, I mean, it's such a big advantage because now. Xbox announced there's a solution to get to play next next gen games by streaming to your Xbox One, probably through the Game Pass. So first day releases on the new Xbox that you wouldn't be able to get for the Xbox One because of graphic wise or whatever, you can get first day release access to those PS or PS Xbox. Oh, I can't even think, is it Xbox X or whatever, the new Xbox gen? But whatever, people like me that aren't going to upgrade yet and still the Xbox One will be able to play these newer games through Game Pass, whereas otherwise you wouldn't be able to play them and buy them. If you didn't have that, Game Pass will have some type of thing to upgrade them for us to help with the streaming. So that's interest me a lot and then with game pass i mean you get first day releases you get access to 100 games available at a time plus you get xbox gold plus you have ea access which is a ton more games and it's all that for 15 dollars a month i mean 15 30 so every four months for the price of one brand new game you're getting access to hundreds of games and you're getting new games as they come out. First day release, get to play them. That's just, I don't know how PlayStation's going to ever beat that to get to do that to compete with it as far as not, they don't want to join up and have all the cross, cross platform going on, but yet they don't have anything special like this popping out either so i don't know how playstation's going to stay in business much longer without doing something really impressive but they didn't want to be part of e3 this year so we didn't get to see a good show from them explaining what's up and we who knows when they're going to have a separate show if they will i would assume they would but thought i heard something it went in one ear out the other, so it's like when I think video game, really letting me know what's up. I think E3, so have your ass there, dumbass. It's like three main platforms should be there PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox. That's fine, you don't want to have a business anymore, you don't have to be part of it. <laughs> I just wish the 5G internet crap would come out since they're already showing us footage of 10G. Uh, got the Loki series right now on Disney. Disney, you can get Disney Plus with Hulu and ESPN if you want. Uh, it's a fun version of time travel possibilities, but still that thing where time travel time travel just doesn't 
work, but still, this does have a very fun storyline. Uh, it's a fun, it's got great people in it. I enjoy it. I won't get this whole season probably because I already canceled my Disney Plus. So once it runs out, I'm done, but I'm catching it every Wednesday. A new episode comes out. So check that out. It's not as hilarious as I expect the series to be. Hopefully that part of it will pick up. But yeah, other than that, it's got a good storyline going. Uh, and also with Disney Plus, The Bad Batch, I don't know if I mentioned or not. If you followed up to the end of the Clone Wars series or anything like that, you're going to really enjoy The Bad Batch. Uh, even if you don't, you'll enjoy it if you're into Star Wars. I really like these characters and what they did with them. So That's it for E3 stuff. I'll end it right there. And we'll get back to you again with some other stuff probably pretty soon. All right, I'm going to end this episode off with a little bit of goofy stuff. Remember, I read this shit so you don't have to. So. <laughs> I do all this research and stuff and look for strange things I can find that might have some interest. But here's some of the weirdest ice cream flavors from around the world. I have lobster ice cream. You can find this at Ben and Bill's Chocolate Emporium. It's actual chunks of lobster meat in vanilla ice cream. <laughs> There's a cockatiel bird food ice cream it's basically honey apple pumpkin and sunflower seeds and you can find this at the torimi cafe in japan that one actually sounds kind of interesting play with a lot of different flavors and make a bunch of different bird food type ones have just bird food ice cream cafe uh everything bagel you can find at jenny's be a variety of bagel flavored ones uh, PB and PB and J, which is peanut butter, jelly, and caramel fluff, which sounds really good. Which I would not do a PB and J ice cream, but when you throw that caramel fluff in there, that sounds pretty damn good. Get that at Max and Mina in New York City. New York City. Gin and coconut. Ah. I can't stand gin, but. Oddfellow's Boozy Ice Cream Line has that. Like, all those boozy ice creams. I'm just not big on boozy flavored things. They'll have boozy flavored. All kinds of little holiday weird boozy flavored items they come up with. I've never been big on those. Monster Blood. This one looked pretty interesting. Citrus Green Goo and Red Strawberry Bark. Mixed in with, uh, I'm guessing, vanilla ice cream. You can find that at the Salt and Straw in Oregon. Hong Kong milk tea, which is a tea, condensed milk, and almond cookies. And that can be found at Humphrey Slocum, Slocum in 
California, and you can also find it on Amazon. Oh, those telemarketers calling us back. That one I think is actually my sister. One second. I think that's Tammy! I don't think anybody's grabbing the phone. Oh, well. They got to quit calling me during the daytime. All right, we got poppy seed ice cream, which is, yeah, that's sensible. Black and white poppy seeds of vanilla ice cream in New York and New Jersey. Il Lab Laboratorio del Gelato is the name. It's going to have a hard enough time reading the place. You ain't going to want to go in it. Mango Nada. It's mango, tahini, tahini not tahini. And Kamoy, Shamoy, C-H-A-M-O-I. Don't know what that is, but it's at the Creole Creamery in Louisiana. They have Monday Sunday, which is chocolate and vanilla twist with dulce de leche and whipped cream in a waffle cone lined with Nutella. That sounds pretty good. It's at the Big Gay Ice Cream in New York City. They have a Cadbury egg one, which is basically Cadbury eggs and vanilla ice cream. Get that sweet action ice cream in Denver, Colorado. There's a cream cheese and guava. Those basically cream cheese and guava mixed with vanilla. Eh, sounds gross. Azacar ice cream in Miami and Dallas. They have locations. Fruity Fruity, which is a rum ice cream can with candied fruits and roasted pecans. I don't know why you'd have to put roasted nuts in the Tutti Fruity. But find that Leopold's ice cream in Georgia. There's a roasted garlic. This is basically garlic mixed with vanilla, which I've heard about and wanted to try. It's uh, that wingy ice cream in Honolulu. I think I've seen it on some cooking show that was in Hawaii. The black licorice, it's caponari ice cream in Illinois. It's a very dark black looking ice cream. Uh, soy sauce and chocolate. You can find this at the Kenny Lover in Australia. That's just, <laughs> squid ink, which is squid ink flavored ice cream. They have also have squid ink flavored coffees and other things that. Masava in South Korea. There's a mustard ice cream, which is French's ice cream. Uh, basically, it's basically French's mustard and vanilla ice cream, I think. But you can get the address at the McCormick's website for if you want the recipe. Not the address, you get the recipe at the McCormick's website. Uh, jalapeno cornbread. This one actually looks interesting. Looks like plain vanilla surprise ice cream. It does not look like it has chunks or anything in it. So I don't know if they use a liquid form to get in there. They have that at the Kraft Creamery 
in Houston. Uh, bacon ice cream sandwiches, which is bacon, vanilla, and chocolate chip cookies. Find that at Cacao at Cacao Al Capubo in Caracas. Uh, strawberry salted strachiatella, which is strawberry, uh, meldon, sea salt, and chocolate. You can find that Al Cow in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Olive oil can be found at Odd Fellows in New York. Spaghetti ice cream, which is ice vanilla ice cream that looks like spaghetti noodles. After the chocolate sauce and cookie crumbles gives it that saucy meat look. And the cookie crumbles, I think, are the thing that looks like grated cheese on top. But this is at the Ice House in Kentucky. If you want to try it out, they have buffalo wings, which is vanilla with a buffalo flavor and fried sugar crisps. <laughs> Jacob's Eats and Treats in the Philippines has that. Toasted anise, which is vanilla, rhubarb jam, and toasted anise. They have that at the Salt and Straw in Oregon. The Spicy Pickle, which is pickle and hot Cheetos. They have that at the El Paricio Ice Cream in Texas. That one I'd like to try. The White Chocolate Habanero, which is a habanero ice cream topped with white chocolate chips. You can find that at Jordan's in New Hampshire. I habanero is just too too much of a spice in ice cream. I think it's just gonna kill it, but who knows? Could be wrong. Black sesame, which is black colored ice cream sprinkled with black sesame seeds. You can find that at the parlor in North Carolina. They have honey sunflower, which is a sweet sweet cream, which is at Sweet Cream Company in South Carolina. And the last one is Gummy Bear, which is a lime ice cream mixed with mini gummy bears. You can find that at Leon's Creamery in South Dakota. Uh, check those out. Try them. Try and make them yourself or whatever. Or make your own weird concoction if you can. But we're going to end that with our show today. So be good to yourself. Be good to others. Keep the chat monster. And check out Under the Cowl. And Chris Cole Comic Club for audio and video podcast. And we will get back to you tomorrow with the normal Thursday episode, probably.